Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus with Chad Nall. I am your host and hey, today I've got an interesting subject to talk about. The practices of a powerful church. Our text today will be coming out of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and we'll be looking at verses 23 through 28. Listen to what the Word of God says. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. What a wonderful portion of Scripture. Have you ever heard someone say, such and such church is a great church? Have you ever heard someone say something like that? So the question is, what is a great church? Large or small does not necessarily determine whether a church is great or not. Some people believe that a church must be large in order to be great. Others believe that a church must be small to be great. A great church can be small or large. Every church that is in love with Jesus Christ and obedient to Him is a great or powerful church. Every Christian who is right with God, longs to be a part of a powerful church. I want to talk about five different practices today of a powerful church. First, I want to talk about the members will live godly lives. The members pray for their spiritual leaders. Members are friendly one to another, and the members study their Bibles, and they appropriate the grace of God to all those that they come in contact with. So if we look at this, if the people, if God's people will live godly godly lives, then it will be a great testimony of the church. Notice what it says in verses 23 and 24. Look what it says. It says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. In order for the church to be powerful, the members must live godly lives. How do people live godly lives? The Apostle Paul gives the answer right here in these verses. We have to give give heed to what he says and pray that God will perform these things in our lives. As we consider how people may live godly lives, let us note the possibility of godliness, which what the Word of God tells us in verse 23, and the power of that godliness we can understand out of verse 24. So the possibility of godliness, the good news is that it is possible for us to live godly lives and to honor the Lord and enhance the testimony of the church. And listen, the power of godliness is greatly seen. Godliness can be a reality because of the fact that God can perform it in our lives. He empowers us for godliness That God is faithful means he can be trusted or relied upon concerning all that he has said. Now, notice what else it says. Or point number two is the people pray for their spiritual leaders. Look in verse 25. Paul says to the church at Thessalonica, Brethren, pray for us. Praying members are essential to a powerful church. One particular area in which the members of a church are to pray is for their spiritual leaders, especially the pastor. 
Listen to the statement of his request in verse 25. Notice what he says. He says, brethren, what an affectionate address. It's placed first in the sentence for emphasis. Paul requested the praying for him be motivated by the, the ties of Christian brotherhood. Paul wanted his brothers and sisters to pray for him. Notice the substance of his request. In order to understand Paul's request for the prayers of his Christian brethren, we, we have to consider the request for prayer in some other epistles. Listen to what Romans chapter 15 verses 30 and 31 says. He asked for the prayers of his readers. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me that I may be delivered from them that do no do not believe in Judea, and that my service, which I have for Jerusalem, may be accepted of the saints. It is essential for a church, for the members to pray if it wants to be a powerful. Number three is the people are friendly toward one another. Notice what it says in verse number 26. It says, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Listen, the formation of cliques can be the death of a congregation. God's people need to be friendly and open to one another. Listen, this takes effort, but it is effort that will be rewarded. Listen, it's imperative to be friendly. The word salute means to greet, to bid welcome. It conveys the thought of extending friendly greetings to others. The greeting was to be extended by means of a holy kiss. A kiss upon the cheek was a common form of oriental greeting among friends. Our handshake today serves the same purpose. Holy denotes that it is to be an expression of Christian love toward fellow Christians. And listen, this friendliness needs to be inclusive. Inclusive. All the brethren gives the extent of the greeting. All the members of the congregation are to be greeted in a friendly and loving manner. Why? Because friendliness has an impact. Growing churches are known for their warmth of fellowship and genuine concern for people. Note the commandment of Jesus. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you in John fifteen twelve. And then number four, the people must study their, if you want to be, and have a powerful church. The people must study their Bibles. Look at verse number 27. In verse 27, it says, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. No congregation can be what it should be apart from the diligent study of God's word. Each member must take it upon himself or herself to learn as much of the Word of God as they can. The Word of God tells us how to live in a manner that is pleasing to God and that is profitable for you and I. Listen, it's important to study the Bible. Paul put these Christians under a solemn duty to read his epistle to the entire congregation. The word charge, it carries the idea of to put under an oath. The seriousness of the charge is to read the epistle may be seen in the use of the phrase by the Lord. Paul charged them by the Lord or in the Lord's name to read the epistle to the entire congregation. In other words, Paul wanted his readers to understand the instructions of the word of God. They could not do so without reading and studying it. Because we have to make Bible study a priority. A growing church gives priority to the Word of God. Listen, our life, our life is so valuable. And what gives our life value is the one that gives life. 
And the one that gives life is the Lord Jesus Christ. And shouldn't we learn as much as we can about him? That's what will make us powerful Christians. And that will that will ultimately make us a powerful church. And then notice as Paul finishes up this uh, letter to the Thessalonica church, listen to what he says. I charge you, I'm sorry, in verse 28, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So listen, we as the church, the people of the church should appropriate the grace of God in our lives. The grace of God is essential for salvation and the grace of God is essential for Christian living. Salvation comes by grace through faith. So says Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. The grace of God enables us to continue in the Christian life. Listen, this is a specific grace. Notice what it says. It is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, this grace has its origin in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a sustaining grace. The Lord gives grace for every trial to those who humble themselves before him. James 4, 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth, resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Not only is it a sustaining grace, but it is a sufficient grace. The grace of the Lord is sufficient for any need that we may have. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Hey, go out and show grace as grace has been shown to you. Listen, have a wonderful day. God bless you. If you need to contact me, you can go to chadnallministries.org and hit me on the contact page. I'll be glad to get back to you. God bless and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.